Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where you already know we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it, what life lessons can we extract from these celebrities' crazy lives that we get to watch from the safety of our couches. I'm your host, Petty Eminger. You may know me as Petty Pop Culture from TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat wherever you like. If it's not your first time here, I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. I have a fan page for you. So, you guys, the podcast has hit a milestone it has over 50,000 listens now and it has over 1,000 reviews on spotify we're rocking a pretty solid 4.9 out of 5 stars which uh i'll take it that's okay i'm you know it was bound that someone was gonna have bad taste you know it was just one person they threw off the rating but the podcast is still going strong and something that i thought was so amazing is first of all i love all of my listeners you guys mean the world to me i love chatting with you guys i love being in the dms with you guys getting to know you guys but one of my listeners wrote a college essay about my podcast isn't that crazy yeah a literal college assignment about the pop culture university podcast and i want to read you just a little excerpt to show my appreciation for her basically what she had to do was write a review of a piece of media that she consumes that she really likes and talk about it to her professor this beautiful girl's name is angelina rooney shout out to you for writing this amazing essay and okay so i'm just gonna read you guys a little bit of it The title of it is An Escape from Reality Podcast, and then she dives into my podcast. She says, to begin, purpose is one of the most important things when it comes to developing a podcast. The purpose of Pop Culture University is to teach people lessons based off the mistakes often made by celebrity. Petty has honestly given a numerous amount of advice to his listeners. He's helped people get through relationship issues, family issues, and much more. Petty Eminger runs his podcast beyond well. His podcast is filled with purpose. While he is a good entertainer, he also uses his podcast for good. He teaches his listeners how to learn from mistakes of celebrities that have been made in the public while keeping the energy of the podcast high he makes sure to post regularly to keep people interested and she went on and on i was just so flattered it's really the best feeling to have like your vision for uh, a project like this be loved by the audience and that they get it and they ride for it and they want more and just like everyone i love pop culture and i always knew that there was more to it than just some vapid gossip pop culture and social media is one of the best social tools and teachers ever and i'm self- selfishly interested in these celebrities lives for my own personal gain so i can take pointers from their successes and take notes from their failures a part of a celebrity's job is to let us into their private personal life to build a connection with us so you can use that close parasocial like relationship just like you can use a relationship with a family member or a friend you can learn from them and i'm so happy that i can bring this podcast for entertainment and life lessons to all my listeners and that you guys get it and love it because i love you guys too so i really do appreciate you guys and thank you for supporting me on this endeavor and we're going to continue and keep going strong and keep hanging out and learning from these celebs so enough with this happy stuff let's get into what the topics are today so taylor swift is becoming a doctor and i'm not kidding she's getting a doctorate uh then hollywood uh has given its verdict about will and chris and we're going to talk about will's past trauma that may have triggered him into slapping chris and then we're going to talk about how lamar odom really wants chloe kardashian back and now he's made the will and chris situation about that and then we're going to talk about other really awkward Oscars encounters, like the one between Lady Gaga and Caitlyn Jenner, and the one between Tiffany Haddish and a uh, host. It was all very, very awkward and crazy, and you're going to want to hear about it. But before we start, rate the podcast five star on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a cute review, screenshot it, post it on your Instagram story, tag me, let all your friends know that you're listening. It helps put the push the podcast out, and I'd be so appreciative, and I will respond and follow. So let's get into it. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. I told you. 
top, I wanna hear you say Taylor Swift isn't just a doctor of fixing broken hearts and putting fuckboys in their place in beautifully and eloquently written songs. She's also going to be a legit doctor soon. So, this is not a joke. This is more serious than all too well the 10-minute version. Taylor Swift is getting an honorary doctorate in fine arts from New York University. So she will be honorarily considered a legit doctor. Dr. Taylor Swift. I always knew one day she'd be proclaimed a doctor. It just, it made sense for her. It seemed like the next thing she would accomplish, right? I would literally trust Taylor Swift with my life in open heart surgery with a scalpel and a guitar pick going in at my heart trying to save me. I I, I would trust her with everything. So she's going to receive her doctorate alongside the class uh, this spring at New York University and she'll get to graduate. And honestly, she deserves it. She should be so summa cum laude she's a doctor in songwriting and she always said she wanted to get an honorary doctor because a lot of celebrities do get this um whenever they do something with a university maybe like donate money or just are involved in that community and she was always jealous of ed sheeran because she thought that he looked down on her for not having an honorary doctor because he did um but now they're on the same playing field so who's laughing now you leprechaun looking ass bitch i'm kidding we love it sheeran around here so you may be wondering why new york university so that university is actually the first university in the world i don't know why to launch a literal taylor swift class there's a taylor swift college class studying everything about her they study her impact on pop culture and her whole career they quote deconstruct the appeal and aversions to taylor swift through close readings of her music and public discourse as it relates to her growth as an artist and a celebrity And honestly, a Taylor Swift class sounds great. Taylor really has it all in terms of study material. She has a great basis of a career of amazing music and artistry and songwriting. And then you have the study, you know, behind her appeal and why she's so popular and things that aren't her music, like her look, her communication with her public, how she presents uh, herself and her eras. And then you have the media's portrayal of her with her scandals, slut shaming, public feuds, dating life. There's honestly just so much to study about the whole world of Taylor Swift that I think would actually be like useful for someone going into PR or something like that. And I would definitely want to take this class. There could be like a whole chapter on the trash men who have tried to take her down. Like imagine like you're taking a test and there's like a multiple choice question and it reads, who is a clown ass bitch who tried to play Taylor Swift and should run if they ever see her in the streets? A, Scooter Braun, B, Kanye West, C, Calvin Harris, or D, all of the above. And bitch, you know, the correct answer is D, all of the above. In this class, they're also going to learn about copyright, the music industry, and fandom, which I think is all like in today's world of like media consumption on social media. I think those are all amazing topics to study. And there's genuine use in this class. I feel like people may be thinking this is like a waste of time and like a stupid fine arts class. And they would never take this class for like the thousands of dollars that college tuition costs. But believe it or not, a lot of people want to take this class and are seeing it very useful because the class has been full all year and there's a long ass waiting list to get into this class which is not shocking to me because everyone's a swifty even the people who are secret swifties and hate her in public but love her on the low everyone wants to take this class and study taylor swift and it seems like this whole class um this whole school i mean really appreciates the study of pop culture and sees its value you know what makes someone a success how we can learn from them and taylor is such a success that she's the best person to learn from so speaking of learning from taylor swift she's not only gonna 
you know, have a class about her and get this doctorate, but she's also going to speak at the commencement that she's going to attend to get this degree on May 29th at Yankee Stadium. And she's so like eloquent and inspirational. I know her speech is going to be amazing and I can't wait to stream it or just crash the audience and pretend that I'm about to graduate with a PhD in like internal medicine or, you know whatever doctor study so what can we learn from this whole moment of her getting her doctor i think you can learn that pop culture is worth studying it's a study of our society on a mass scale and there's real value in studying the sociology and psychology that affects everyone who partakes it's a worldwide system that is one of the biggest industries in the entire world and people who think it's vapid or useless are not getting the bigger picture of how important pop culture is but don't worry if you can't afford to take the taylor swift class you can just listen to this podcast for free <laughs> The jury is in, you guys, and the world in Hollywood has come to a consensus that they are Team Chris Rock, and they are mad at Will Smith. So we're going to take a look at some of the most harsh, condemning, and scolding that Will Smith was given by his fellow celebrities, and there's some pretty intense ones, people getting very mad at him. And we're going to look at Will Smith's past trauma that may have led to this, but first, let's just start with Will and Jada and their whole family's reaction to the event and their statements since. So... Obviously, you already know what happened. Will Smith smacked the shit out of Chris Rock at the Oscars because he made a joke about Jada Pickett Smith uh, being bald, saying she's going to be in G.I. Jane 2. And Will, uh, Jada Pickett Smith has alopecia. So that was very triggering for Will. And he straight up smacked the chap off of his lips into another universe. Then he went on to win an Oscar and only apologized to the Academy, not Chris Rock, and then left the building and went to a party. And People were like, oh my God, is he ever going to apologize to Chris Rock? You know, the guy who we actually saw assaulted on live television, and he finally did. So Will Smith apologized and said, violence in all of its forms is a poisonous and destructive thing. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line, and I was wrong. I'm embarrassed, and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I would also like to apologize to the Academy, to the producers of the show, and all attendees and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I'm a work in progress. Sincerely, Will. So people were happy he apologized and seemed to have a turnaround, but that can only go so far. Jada Pickett-Smith, at the other hand, who is, you know, in the center of all of this, but really had no control over any of it just the men around her acting um you know on her she posted on instagram this quote and it just says this is a season for healing and i'm here for it willow smith on the other hand their email girl daughter posted her own quote on her own instagram story and said you know who's going through a lot right now literally everyone just be kind and we know that everyone's going through a lot like now but especially emo girls emo people are always going through a lot in general that's why they're so emotional so the smith's family seems to be you know laying in the in the bed that will smith has made for them trying to grasp for forgiveness and you know just moving on and respect and peace distance at this time as they try to move on but they don't really know what their next steps are and some other celebrities 
are not making it easy for them because there's some big haters of what Will Smith has done who are very strongly condemning him. One of those people, let's start uh, with being OJ Simpson. Yeah, I said who you think I just did. OJ Simpson, who, you know, has a slightly aggressive past. Uh, he came for Will Smith in a Twitter video because OJ is in, is infamously on Twitter living it up on Twitter while his ex-wife is dying it up. And he first tried to relate to Will. He said that he understands the feeling of anger that Will Smith felt in that moment. He understands the feeling. I'd say that's an understatement, OJ, but okay, sure, you understand, uh, you know, a little bit of anger. And, you know, OJ can relate to wife struggles and all. You know, him and his wife have a tumultuous past. He literally murdered her, so. But that's just that. He said that every comedian in the country has had an OJ routine. And don't we all think that he wanted to bitch slap a couple of them? But he said, but that's what we have to accept. That's just a human reaction that Will Smith had. But he said, if I would have done that in front of a billion people watching around the world, they would have given me life without parole, just saying. So he wouldn't have done it. Well, yeah, OJ, they would have given you life um, without parole, which I mean, they should have given you in the first place. Not OJ playing the victim. But you know, if even a murderer is saying that he would have controlled himself and that Will Smith shouldn't have done that, it kind of seems like Will just should not have done that at all. More celebrities are calling out Will very directly. It's like everyone on the planet wants to know everyone's opinion. Every single celebrity, whether they are close to Will or not, has made a post about it. So next, uh, a very irrelevant woman right now, Zoe Kravitz, recently starring in Batman. She posted a picture of herself um, at the Oscars and she was just wearing her gorgeous dress that she wore. And she said, here's a picture of my dress at the award show where we are apparently assaulting people on stage now and then you know very direct and bold but she posted another one she wasn't done she said here's a picture of my dress at the party after the award show where we are apparently screaming profanities and assaulting people on stage now and it was a photo of her at the vanity fair oscars party where will smith was dancing around having a great time with his oscar in hand she was like first of all you guys you need to see my amazing outfits second of all will smith that was not okay next up is jim carrey who is like as a-list as it gets especially in the comedy world so i feel like he's like on will smith's level so he would know how uh to respond in this given situation so jim carrey's actually so mad at will smith that he's just not only just condemning will smith he's condemning hollywood as a whole and blames them all he said hollywood is spineless it felt more like a clear indication that we aren't the cool club anymore i have nothing against will smith but that was not a good moment and that if he was chris rock and told a joke on stage and then got slapped in the face he would have sued for 200 million dollars the next day and he's not kidding as these huge a-list actors he literally would have sued will smith for 200 million dollars he said you do not have the right to go on stage and smack someone in the face just because they said words. And then he gave a commentary about how everyone in Hollywood are cowards and no one stood up for Chris Rock and no one, you know, gave attention to the man who was assaulted. They all clapped for Will Smith when he won the Oscar and stood up for him in standing ovation and laughed along with him that night. Gross behavior by all of them. But I mean, he's not wrong. Hollywood is full of people who are more worried about their own image and saving their own face for their career that they don't have to stand up for what is right. They sit there and pretend it isn't happening or they're not a part of it because they just want to be paid for their next movie. They were sitting there with their publicists right behind them that night, you know, using their media training that they were trained to do, which is just nothing as chris rock gets literally assaulted so i get what jim is saying uh i still want to be able to do something for chris like i said in my last episode maybe embarrass him for his low joke you know go up there steal the mic say something in his face kind of maybe get aggressive but you know in order to defend his wife but don't hit him as hard as he did at all 
The Academy is now launching an investigation against Will Smith. And they said, uh, the Academy condemns the actions of Mr. Smith at last night's show. And we've officially started a formal review around the incident and will explore for their action and consequences in accordance with our bylaws, standards of conduct in California law. And they're basically going to see if they want to take away his Oscar or not, or what other punishments he could receive, which include, but are not limited to, taking away Will Smith's membership of the Academy. Uh, he will not be allowed to go to the Oscars next year or any other year. And he will just lose his status as an Oscar winner and lose his award. But personally, I don't think that's going to happen. Harvey Weinstein still has his Oscar that he won years ago. And he's literally a convicted, you know, like um, assaulter in jail right now. So I don't think he's going to be, um, you know, stripped of his award. But I think he's just going to not go on his own account to the Oscars for a few years. Keep a low profile. Let's talk about his past and uh, what could have led him to blowing up. So... As we know, this was caused by defending his wife and his mother, who is another very important woman in his life, said that she was so surprised that he blew up like this because she's never seen him act like this. She's never seen him lose his cool. He's always a very calm, collective, respectful person. So she's never seen him explode. It's like on any level, not even in private. But I read somewhere that Will Smith in his memoir wrote that one of the most impactful things he's ever been through in his life was watching his mom get attacked by his father and he couldn't defend her in his book he said when i was nine years old i watched my father punch my mother in the side of her head so hard that she collapsed i saw her spit blood that moment in that bedroom probably more than any other moment in my life has defined who i am so maybe that nine-year-old is still living in will smith somewhere and he was just uh irreversibly triggered when he was in a position where he felt like a woman in his life was getting attacked and he couldn't defend her. So even though he was front row at the Oscars in front of millions of people, his inner child just had to defend his wife in that moment. His mom said he's, she's never seen him blow up like that, but you know, she's never seen his wife get offended on such a mass public deep scale. So I guess there's a first time for everything. And maybe Will Smith, you know, can realize that this is now something he needs to work on. Maybe he needs more therapy. And I'm not saying that in a shady way, just in a real way. So what can we learn from this whole thing? Just because we can explain it doesn't mean we should excuse it. Having a reason to do something doesn't mean that your action is justified. Just because it's not right doesn't mean any response is okay. It's all in how you respond. And that is what I think we can learn from this. But one more thing before we go, there's just one more you know, note about the Will and Chris situation before we can stop talking about it. And that is about uh, a Kardashian, actually, of course, because everything's about them. But Lamar Odom chimed in on it, and he actually... Uh, said he respects what Will Smith did and said that while he does respect it, he wouldn't have hit Chris. He said that Will Smith did what a husband is called to do, protect his wife from anyone or anything who causes her pain. And then since Kanye apparently has started a trend of men in Hollywood wanting their wives back and making it public knowledge in the world's problem, Lamar Odom said, had I protected my wife versus mentally, emotionally, and spiritually hurting her, I may still be married. And yeah, maybe if you didn't get with bitches and thoughts, you would still be married. This is his most recent and like many attempts to try to get Khloe Kardashian back. He went on Big Brother and said that he misses her so much and would do anything to get her back. He did interviews where he was saying he wished he can turn back time. He just trying to do anything to get Khloe back. But honestly, Khloe does not want him back. And she has vocally said that many times. And if I was Khloe, I would just like be a lesbian or something. And I know that's problematic to say and I'm kidding. But seriously, she has the work, worst luck with men. She needs to block him. Hit that block button, girl. Do not get back with any of your exes. He told me that my power 
Before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the most freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finish the program, and more than 60% of the users that engage with the program kept the weight off for more than a year. So start building better habits for healthier, long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash Believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash Believe, B-L-E-A-V. So many awkward confrontations at the Oscar this year. It was like a field of landmines or something. I don't know what is in the air. Maybe it's because it's airy season. The biggest explosion being Will and Chris, obviously, but there were some other smaller moments. There could be a whole category at the Oscars for this next year. So let's talk about two of the other most explosive moments or just awkward, uh, memeable, cringy, tweetable moments of the night. So we're going to start with the awkward moment between Caitlyn Jenner and Lady Gaga, two of our favorite LGBTQ ladies, or maybe not. Now, these two used to be friends. They used to have history. They run in the same circles, live in the same area, and they actually both used to go to the same coffee place and see each other there where they were sipping on their coffees and would just talk to each other. And wouldn't that be so wild seeing Caitlyn Jenner and Lady Gaga at the same uh, like coffee shop? That'd be like an LGBTQ person's dream or nightmare, depending how you look at it. But they used to meet up and they don't anymore. And I guess Caitlyn was wondering why. She was wondering why, like, another woman abandoned her after her whole family kicked her off of the Hulu show. But she missed her friend. And she asked why they don't see each other anymore when they came face-to-face at the Oscars. And it was so awkward. So in this video, it's basically Caitlyn Jenner going up to talk to Lady Gaga. And Lady Gaga very visibly not wanting anything to do with it, giving the most dry lame responses just to end it and seeming so disinterested here it is i'm good thank you lady gaga and joe yes are you still out there yes i have to be with the it sounds goofy but this interaction really is taking over all of twitter right now believe it or not caitlin's face after 
was just so awkward. Gaga did not want to see her. Caitlyn's face was just embarrassment, silence, disappointment. Like she pointed off to the side at like, you know, her publicist or team who was with her. And she was basically just like, let's get out of here. She's probably wondering why though. Like, was it her offensive comments against queer people and trans people that made Gaga not want to talk to her anymore? The fact that her politics and run for Republican governor of California go against the views of her own community or the fact that Gaga is more of an ally to the LGBTQ and she isn't even explicitly queer. I mean, I don't know what it was. Um, and it was like one of those moments where you see like someone out in public who you obviously don't like and like don't invite places anymore and like cut off communication with and you both know why deep down you just don't like them unless they're like socially inept or in denial or something that they're awful you know you kind of have to come come up with an excuse in an awkward moment like that so maybe next time you see someone who you stop talking to say that you just switched baristas (laughs) i switched baristas is the new way of saying go away you stupid fucking bitch i don't like you i'm gonna tell that to my roommates i'm kidding I'm kidding. <laughs> so yeah, that was maybe not the most memeable moment of the night. The most one between an interview and the on the carpet was um, Tiffany Haddish. And if you don't know by now, Tiffany Haddish will drag a bitch. She will drag you. It doesn't matter who you are, where it is, when it is, how. She won't hesitate to fuck up a bitch. She ready. She stay ready. So at the Vanity Fair red carpet, Tiffany Haddish got all dolled up and put on a new outfit from the one she had on at the Grammys. You know, she did an outfit change because she went from one big event to the next. She got to pull out that next designer. Um, and she made the rounds of the interview stations before walking into the party. And she stopped at one news outlet. And one of the interviewers had the nerve to call her Dolce & Gabbana dress a costume. And this was Tiffany Haddish's response to that disrespectful word. Did you do a little, a little costume change? Um, I, I'm not wearing a costume. I'm wearing Dolce Gabbana. Well. <laughs> it's called an evening gown, darling. This is not, no one's paying me for this. I paid for it. It's custom. Thank you. Time of death for me right now. You look gorgeous. This is not an acting gig. This is my life. <laughs> this what fame look like. This what success look like. This is what money look like. This is what it look like. It's what it look like. When is your book coming out called This What It Look Like? And I will just read the entire that book. That book's not coming <laughs> no time soon, but I curse you with joy will be out in November. Okay, okay. And Layla, the last black unicorn, will be out next month. I'm doing so much right now. Okay. You- I'm just, you know, trying to accomplish a lot of things before 50. What are you doing? Uh, well, I, I'm wondering something. You're out here with no shoes on. I'm jealous. <laughs> no shoes on. I'm je- Here's the thing. From? I'm from Chicago. <laughs> And you out here with no shoes on? This is warm weather to me. I know. It's hot out here to you, right? <laughs> okay. I appreciate you. You know? I, I, you know I got to ask you. You're not comfortable in the I'm mud. not. But you okay. know I got to ask you. I because you're not wearing no heels. You're comfortable in the mud. I'm uncomfortable. But I look good. That's what it looked like. Ooh, that was awkward. That was tense. That's like a, like, grab your seats of your chair and just, like, cringe. Kind of awkward. Because you can just hear, like, the me- the anger in tiffany's voice but she's also trying to like play it cool and like seem like she wasn't super offended but she was you can just tell but i'm like that too like one little word can throw me off and make me mad and want to confront someone in a similar way my friends say i'd be good for reality tv because i can make a confrontation out of like nothing but to me it is something like i'm just one of those people who are overly observant of people's word choices let me know if you guys are like that too but i pick up on words that people use when they speak to me and sense if there's some disrespect So some people kind of thought Tiffany did too much. Uh, Their interviewer just said a common phrase and, you know, costume can be used to talk about a new big look for an event. But others were suspicious. 
Would she have said that to someone else if it wasn't Tiffany? Would she have said that to Nicole Kidman or Jessica Justine? I don't think so. And the word costume to me, if you're going to say a celebrity's in a costume, maybe it'd be okay if like it was a singer going on stage and they had like a like a costume change in between like musical sets and musical numbers. But I don't know. I I, I think I think Tiffany sensed some disrespect and didn't respond in the worst way. So if I was Tiffany, I would have reacted in the same way. And it, it like it wasn't mean, but it was stern and it was self-empowering in a way. You know, she didn't bring her down, but she definitely put her in her place. And you only wear a dress that nice by Dolce & Gabbana maybe like once or twice a year, even if you are that famous. And Tiffany is someone who used to be so poor and come from nothing. And even when she started to make it in the business, she notoriously would wear the same dress to multiple events because she was so used to not being able to afford things. She wanted to wear this insanely expensive dress she bought multiple times. The, the white dress. You guys know what dress I'm talking about. It was hilarious. It was like her shtick. Like she hosted some event and she walked down the same dress and she was like, yeah, I'm wearing the same dress I wore, you know, a few months ago. I, I paid good money for this shit and the crowd loved it. It was so funny. So I just think that comment about her clothes may have triggered, you know, some PTSD in her and a bit because she didn't grow up wearing such nice things and she wants people to know how, how hard she's worked to get to this place where she can afford it and put some respect on her name. And in situations like that, it's hard to decipher people's attentions in a moment um, you're triggered by something that they said, even if you, even if others may think it's something small and, you know, not offensive, it's almost like you quickly have to convince yourself that they didn't mean it in a bad way. You know, they didn't mean it like that before you respond. But it's hard when you've been through some shit that can lead you to getting triggered by something very specific. And I'm sure we all have something little that triggers us like that, that people say that, you know, reminds us of something that makes us want to react or prove something or just hits a nerve with them. And for Tiffany, it may have just been, you know, the the clothing she can afford. So I get a girl that is success, that is fame, that is money, and she looked amazing. Okay, and I hope she had the best time at that party. So what can we learn? We can learn to take a moment and figure out someone's intentions before we respond so we can act accordingly. It helps us control how we react to our triggers and stop us from being triggered, maybe. It's not what someone says, but uh, it's all about their intentions and what they meant. So if you smell someone around you with bad intentions, bye. Trust your gut. Only have people around you that have good, genuine intentions and you'll know. Thank you guys for tuning into pop culture university today that is all i have for today's episode i feel like we got through a lot even though it wasn't the most long episode but um again i appreciate you guys so much for listening if you can rate this podcast five star on spotify apple music take a screenshot post it on your instagram story tag me let the world know you're listening to it send it to your friends help it get pushed out there we don't have like these big companies that other podcasts have that um uh, gets us pushed out into the world so it would just really be helpful if we can do it the old-fashioned way by word of mouth um you know we're halfway through the week it's wednesday hope you guys have been having a great week we only got a few more days left and grammys is all i'm thinking about grammys 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 it is this sunday it's like my favorite day of the year i can't wait to see who wins all my favorite celebrities and stars and the performers and oh my god like who's gonna fight at the grammys like maybe harry styles will 
punch Nick Jonas or something. Or Dua Lipa will pull Billie Eilish's hair and chokeslam her. <laughs> I can't wait. Either way, if the Oscars are going to want to top... I'm no, sorry. If the Grammys are going to want to top the Oscars, though, they're going to have to have Pete Davidson hosting and put Kanye West front row. But I actually think someone would go to jail that night, so they shouldn't do that either way i'm so excited i think on friday we should do some predictions and i of course i'll update you with everything we talked about today what happens with willing chris if he loses his oscar and everything else but until then i will catch you guys next time have the best day you're a bad bitch and i think you should treat yourself today because you deserve it okay bye besties love you thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.